This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say we do a podcast? Why not? It's a Monday, Al. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. At the end of the uh, warm-up show, which is coming up on the end of this, I yeah. started to do a story, and then we were rudely cut off by And you were happy that we were cut off. Legal ID. I was happy because I was going to go do this story, but I wasn't sure how I was going to maneuver it on the actual radio. But now okay. that we're on the podcast, there's no maneuvering required. All right. But there was another story that came out about Harvey Weinstein's penis. Now, I think we may have discussed this once before. I'm not sure why it's in the news again, but it, if so, it bears repeating anyway, Jerry. But there, I guess maybe there's more um, uh, lawsuits going on with Harvey Weinstein and all of these uh, women uh, that have brought lawsuits against him for sexual misconduct. Right. But there are multiple women that in their testimony keep bringing up uh, what his penis looked like. And that he was suffering from gangrene Ugh. or gangrene. How do you get that there? Well, there it's known as Fournier's gangrene. Gangrene. Am I saying that incorrectly? Gangrene. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Now, the women have described it as looking like a vagina and not having testicles. You sound like Robin Quivers right now. Mm. You have a very weird Howard. cadence. <laughs> hey, Howard. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm sorry. How yes. does how does that look like that? Well, I guess the gangrene has taken away. It's, it eats away at your... It's like a flesh-eating disease. You're kidding. So it's eating away at his genitalia. So he and, doesn't have it is what you're saying? Well, they claim that he doesn't have testicles. And that it is eating away at his penis, thus making it look like a vagina. Oh, my God. And yet still, he's trying to be overtly sexual towards women that don't want him being sexual towards them. I will say, if in fact he's guilty of doing what he's charged with doing, anybody that's you know, has had sexual... I don't want to say harassment, but assault. He yeah. was what? A misconduct, sexual assault, right? I mean, wasn't yeah, there something that charged him of rape? He had it all, Jerry. He had all the charges against him. I would say anybody that has committed rape, that's almost like, you know what? That's how it should happen. You think he God, got the gangrene as God. like a, um, what do you call it? Payback. That? Payback. You Karma. Just, God darn it. Yeah, because that that's the, I mean, I mean listen, any harsh crime is, is terrible 
But that one, God almighty, especially when you're using your power to, ugh, disgusting human being. And we saw him in that uh, documentary that we watched on Netflix. Yeah. Who was that Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. You forgot his name already? Yeah. (laughs) So Jeffrey Epstein has an egg-shaped penis, according to testimony against him. Harvey Weinstein has gangrene penis. They're penis people. I mean, these two guys were abusing people using that part of their body, and they both have disgusting things going on. Yeah, no doubt. Wow, that's br- so. He's where it. He's at Rikers, Harvey Weinstein. I'm not sure. Or is Rikers even still open? I'm not even sure. Actually. That I don't know either. But he's in prison, right? He is in prison, I believe. Yeah. There was no bail for him. I don't believe. I don't think so. Yeah. So many counts. Yeah, uh, that is true. Uh, earlier today, uh, by the way, I'm wrote- glad we didn't get to that on the radio. <laughs> yeah. I was. I knew. I was looking at the clock, and I knew we were up against it. So I thought, even just saying Harvey Weinstein has a gangrene penis would have been fun. Just as a but into the you know into the top of the hour, Joe, Joe and Evan are having a terrific time. Right after that, that's funny. Someone brought up on the program today. Actually, a couple callers. Although I think they were piling on at one point just to just to be jerks. Um, someone brought up that they felt that you had a quote resting bitch face. <laughs> now I've been told about myself that people when I, my resting face is staring at somebody, right? Like when I used to go out to uh, you know the bars with my friend Paul years ago, or go out to dinner with Gina. Now she'll be like, "Why are you staring at those people?" And I'm like, "I'm not staring. That's my resting face. Is I guess looks like I'm staring at somebody." Paul used to say the same thing. Really? He used to be like, you're staring weird. I go, I am? I didn't, even, didn't realize it. Yeah. How about that? So there's I don't think I ever face I'm, and staring face. Staring face. Me. Right. But you don't think you have resting bitch face? Uh, not for me to decide. I would, you know. I mean, are we just supposed to be smiling the whole time? That, that, right. That would be difficult to keep up. I always do find it amusing, though, when people would, you know... Say how I go through my morning so angry every day. I mean, that's been something for years we've discussed. Meantime, if you really look at it, no one laughs on the show more than I do. No. Like, really? I mean, That's I, a I, great point. Right. I mean, I laugh more than most on the show, and yes. yet I'm the one that's considered angry. Okay. And we even have clips of your laugh isolated. Yeah, that's and a lot of them. Laugh. Right. I, don't have, I really don't have many outbursts. I Whatever. Guy called up today, told me that I, you know, screwed him with the stamps. Okay, I don't remember that. I don't believe I ever received the the mail. He Whatever. claims that he sent in a self-addressed envelope yep. for an autographed photo, and you stole his stamps and didn't send the photo. Man, I don't doubt that he did send it. <laughs> but who knows where it is, right? Well, I have Our no idea if I ever got best. it. Right. I mean, not only that, and I mean this, that could still be sitting in my mailbox. <laughs> like... I haven't checked my mailbox at work. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I went over there. Do you know because everything's email? And first of all, we ha- and we haven't been in the building for three months now, right? That too. Three months. But and then Tony Page retired. I don't even remember when. It's it's been a year. Right. I believe it's been a year. You know, Tony Page still has a mailbox at WFN, and it's filled with fan mail. Like, Is it really? Yeah. So people were sending like probably nice messages to yeah. Tony because Tony didn't get mean messages. People right, like I think Tony. he's a jerk. Right. Look, I sent a congratulations on your retirement letter to Tony and he never responded. And yeah. in fact, I was thinking the other, well, the other day, three months ago when I was at work, 
should I grab all these letters and put them in a, in, in a manila envelope and send them to Tony? Like, that would be very I'm nice sure, of you. I'm sure they are nice. Le- although all it takes is one jackass. Somebody wrote a nasty letter. Tony would be like, why are you sending me this? That's true, too. I'm right. trying He's to just enjoy enjoying my retirement. his retirement. Right. You're right about that. But I don't think Tony got hate mail. I would doubt. Who's sending Tony hate mail? <laughs> like the nicest guy you'd ever want to really meet. Really angry person. Uh, you know what, though? I say that. And no matter who you are, what yep. you do, how you act, how you react, yes. someone is always going to not like you. There's right. nothing you can do about it. Like, there's a guarantee that Tony has gotten nasty yes. letters. Yeah. Now, the more I think about it, that's right. Because <laughs> you, you're not pleasing everybody. There's no such, no. There's no such human being out there right. that pleases everyone. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't please ev- everyone, Jerry, but you can please yourself. Okay. Do you do that at ten thirty every day? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eleven after the walk with women, right? Go for a walk. Yeah. Right. Been, uh, cooped up most of the time here. Uh, and then I was thinking about. Uh, I don't. I guess this came up when I was thinking about the McGuire Sammy Sosa thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about childhood heroes who have disappointed us. Okay. And I was wondering if you had any, like, to me, just to get it kicked off, I was thinking of a couple. One, like Dwight Gooden. I hate, I, I it really bothered me when these guys that were like your heroes when you were a kid when they were, when they'd get caught with drugs or something. Sure. So like Dwight Gooden, that one bothers me. I watched a wrestling documentary about Jimmy Superfly Snooker and how he probably killed his girlfriend. That's disappointing, yes. Yeah, so I'm like, well, Superfly Snooker was a guy I liked. I can't like him anymore. The Good Doctor, Dwight Gooden, although those are personal demons. I don't think he injured anybody, uh, you know, so different than Superfly Snooker. Definitely, uh, you know, probably killing his girlfriend. But were there any in your life, Jerry, where, like, did, like, did the Daryl Strawberry stuff disappoint you? Yes. But did, yes. It, did it, it still hasn't killed it as, like, he's still your favorite ball player. Um, no, I mean, he's still, you know, going back, if you want to talk about favorite ball players of all time, it's still him. There's no question about it. But, I mean, I remember when – I remember how incredibly disappointed I was. This is how much I enjoyed watching him play. When he went to the San Francisco Giants, and he was only there a couple months, they were playing the Phillies. And I remember getting a transistor radio and getting the Phillies feed through static so I could listen to that game yeah. and hear what he did. And when he, in the offseason, after he finished with San Francisco, when he got busted again for the drugs, I just remember being, like, incredibly sad but really disappointed that, again, that he fell victim. Because I remember when he went to San Francisco, I believe his brother's a cop, and I think his brother was going to really look look over him. And it didn't work. And I remember thinking, I mean, it's never going to work at this point. I mean, you know, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Giants now, it's over. And then he winds up going to the St. Paul Saints, cleans himself up, and that's where he ends up where George Steinbrenner's like, all right, I'll give you a chance, and he ended up with the Yankees again. But when he got busted after that season, the two months he was with the San Francisco Giants, that really bothered me. And the other one that bothered me is because you mentioned childhood favorite players, and not really that he was my favorite player, but if you were a Cowboy fan in the late 70s and 80s like I was, you loved Drew Pearson. You love Tony Dorsett. You love Danny White. I mean, guys like that. Butch Johnson, um, Doug Cosby, all these guys. And 
meeting Tony Dorsett, I forget what Super Bowl it was with Boomer and Carton. It might have been in Dallas, actually. He was such a jackass. It just rude. I was like, you know what? Tony Dorsett was to you? He was, yeah. He mm. could not have had any less interest. And, in, you know, I wasn't even looking for a fo- nothing. But he was just sitting there. I'm like, I should just say hello to him. I wasn't doing anything. And he couldn't have any less interest, had have had any less interest in saying really? hello. Very disappointing. Yeah, just there's just nothing there. It was like, all right, well, you know, drop that dude. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean, what can I tell you? Um, so, yeah, that one, those two, I guess, you know, and on the, I'm kind of doing this on the fly, but those two yeah. come to mind immediately. I remember uh, I met Tony Dorsett at a Monday night game where Boomer took me and, I guess, me and Craig and Gio to a Monday night game in Minnesota. And it and Tony Dorsett was there because it was the anniversary of his 99-yard run in Minnesota. Yeah, sure, Monday night football. Yeah, and, and we were down on the sideline before the game started, and I saw Tony Dorsett, and like you, I was a Cowboy fan as a kid and when i went up to him to ask for a photo when i said to him i said oh i'm a big fan he he was brushing me off like sure you are like he See? didn't think i could have been a fan of his or was a fan of his i see is what but i'm then, like, about why would i have wanted a photo if i wasn't i wasn't pulling right. his leg right it yeah, I don't. Strange. I don't know because this is the way some of these guys and i understand you catch him at a bad moment i i do i get it but there's no reason just to be just ignored. I don't know. Maybe his resting bitch face, and we don't know. Yeah, it could be. I don't, and I don't know what his home life is. I have no idea. Right. You know? No no clue. I did it. But it is funny, though. I really did enjoy him as a player. Me too. But then when Herschel got there, I found, I mean, I was like, Tony who? Let's go. You're old. Go, <laughs> go, to, De- go to Denver. See ya. We got 34 now. And then that didn't work out so well. The How did they uh, not push him out of bounds on that 99-yard run? He was tiptoeing <laughs> on the sidelines. Like, yeah, great balance. Yeah. Great balance. So uh, I'll give you a disappointment. When Herschel signed with the Eagles. That hurt. It did. It did. Because I love the guy. And for the and for whatever reason, never minded him with the Giants. Again, I, I, don't, I have no hatred towards the Giants. Never have. My family is a family full of Giant fans for the most part. So it was never... It, and the Cowboys and Giants never really collided. In the, there was nothing that, like, the Eagles, though. Ugh. And so when Herschel went to the Eagles, that one was tough. I keep forgetting, like, you bring these up. I forgot that Tony Dorsett went to the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, went to Denver to finish things out. Did not go well. Yeah. I don't know if it went terribly, but he wasn't a great player there. I mean, it was towards yeah. the end of his career. But, yeah, he went to Denver. Yeah. And Herschel went to I did I forgot Herschel was on the Giants. Minnesota, Philadelphia, and the Giants. Wow. I think that's it. I Once that you start it. getting bounced around, then it's like eh. like when well, like when um uh Randy Moss got to be on like nine hundred different teams. That's like what sure. are we doing? Well even Jerry Rice at the end, although he was still performing. You know, he ended up in uh in Oakland, right? And then he went didn't he go somewhere else? Seattle. That was right. That was when that, that got a little goofy. Yes. That was weird. No question. Very smooth. Very smooth. Very smooth. All right, Jerry, what do you say we do the warm-up program? That's it. That's it. All right. Well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do today, Jerry. I'm going to put up those uh, blinds or those uh, shades. And then take a little nap. Probably take a nap after that. Have dinner at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock dinner. Take the dog out a few hundred times. Oh, I do have I to actually, go to the store. I actually played golf yesterday. How about that? Oh. 
We, we teed off at five, in Colts Neck, uh, a place called Pebble Creek. We teed off at a quarter after five, and we wow. almost finished. We got 16 holes in before it got bl- it got dark, and we had to Pitch get off. dark. Yeah. Not bad. And then I will you know, basically – how about this? This is what bothers me. Is your back me. okay? Uh, yeah, it's funny because my back has been doing well, which is why I took a shot and played. A swing on the last hole. I don't know that I would have played the last two. But I woke up. I feel pretty good, gotcha. so I'm all right. But it's like – then I wake up. I'm like, all right, let's see what sound we got to get to. Nothing. <laughs> I literally – nothing. The, the, the two golf ones is all we had and the two NASCAR ones. Mm-hmm. And then I'm and then I'm listening. I hear the, the promo. Kurt Schilling was on Friday. No one cut that. No one cut it up, Jerry. I would think that that's something I'd want to hear. Right. Very disappointing. I wish Very I would have known he was on. D- disappointing, but probably Tony Dorsett was the responsibility to do that. He, didn't do <laughs> he disappointed me. All right. Again. Enjoy your Monday. All right, Jerry. Warm up next. See ya. <laughs> It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. All right, here we go. Full hour for you on a Monday morning here on the fan. 503, Boomer and Geo coming up at 6. Al, how are you? How was the weekend? Oh, hi, Jerry. A full hour. I've only prepared 12 minutes. Oh, that's a problem. Stretch. Stretch. Jerry, uh, it's no um, surprise that last week I manned up and installed a, well, I changed out the light in my bathroom, the ceiling light. Mm -hmm. I removed it, put a new one up, no issues, very manly, called my father to brag to let him know he wasn't, he did not fail completely as a father, and he did teach me that. I did soak up something, Jerry. He tried to teach me many things in life. I could not grasp any of it, but I did change out a light. Very proud. Wanted him to know that. Today, I'm going to try to put blackout shades on my windows. Not difficult. I have to drill. There's drilling involved, Easier Jerry. than doing electrical work. Really? So yeah. you think me hanging this blackout curtain, or not curtain, it's a blackout Piece shade. It's a shade, Jerry. I can't do anything. I can put up shades all day. Really? Yeah, you're a I'm shade terrible guy. at doing things. Yeah, yeah. You should start I mean, a small easy. business, Jerry Recco, no, shade guy. Not interested in coming into your place and putting up shades and seeing your <laughs> filthy underwear hanging all over the place. <laughs> I don't have I'm my good. underwear hanging up by my shades. But Jerry. if you could do a, if you could do the electrical work, this yeah. is easy. Okay. Well, I mean, what you did with the electrical, you could have killed yourself. Right. That's true. That's this true. is just no death. measure, screw. Mm-hmm. You're good. It's measure screw. A little drill, good to go. screw, good. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to be my win. So when you say, do, what do you have going on today? That's it, Terry. That's what I have going on today. I'm going to put up blackout shades so that this young man can sleep at night instead of having the sun in the windows. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. It's about time. Yeah. I've only been here a month. It's about time I got this together. Now, I remember when I lived in Brick, we had I was working the overnight, and so I would try and sleep when I got home. From whatever, 7 a.m. to, I would try to sleep till 3 p.m., but a lot of times I'd be up at 9 in the morning. Um, and the sun rose right in front of the house, and it was brutal trying to go to sleep. And the, even whatever shades we had did not work. I just, I never got the proper ones, and it was awful. So good for you. Get what you, hey, good for you. There hey, you good go. Good for you. We kick off the Monday with the good for you segment. And, a, and uh, you're going to, you will benefit from this greatly. And a lot of people that listen right now, Jerry, they're people who go to sleep early. They know all about blackout shades. Now, Absolutely. 
Because we go to sleep early, I have recorded but have not yet watched the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, uh, thirty for thirty, that aired on ESPN last night. Oh, okay. But I did take to Twitter to get reviews, and people seemed not thrilled. Okay. Which I'm a little I, disappointed in. They weren't thrilled. Why? I did not watch a second of this. A couple things. Very little steroid talk, which seems shocking if that's true. How many How many uh, episodes is this? Do we know? This is just the one one episode. No, no, no. I know. How many did they make? How many are 30 you, for 30s? Are you telling me it's just one episode? One episode. It's not like a four-parter? Or? No, no, no. This is just uh, they're wow. back to their usual one-parters now with the 30 for 30s. That is really surprising. Yep. They say, uh, secondly, it was mostly a Mark McGuire documentary. Huh. And very little Sammy Sosa. Okay. Well, I do feel, you know what's funny about that, though? I do feel like McGuire did get, even as it was going on, most of the attention. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. Was because he was more muscular? He looked more like a, like a Hulk? Could be, because maybe he had a past... Of hitting home runs, he was always known as... I don't know. He was a bash I, brother. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, you're going back years and years now. But if I do remember, I do feel like McGuire probably got more of the attention than Sosa did. Yeah. Although he was clearly linked to it and was a part of it. Yeah. And then they said that basically it's just uh, 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 just highlights of home runs. That could so, get tiresome after a while. I'm slightly disappointed, but I will be watching that later on tonight when I'm eating my chicken. Sweet potatoes. By tonight, and three forty-five broccoli. <laughs> I do begin cooking at at, at three fifty. Is when I start heating the oven up. Right, preheat, preheat the oven. Hey, listen, you got a routine. I, I hey. can respect that. Hey, listen, hey, listen. I think that's great. I do. Hey, stick to your routine. That's why you weigh what you weigh. You look the way you look. That's a big part of it. Okay. Uh, there's a couple things confusing me about baseball today, Jerry, and I'm hoping that you're a guy who loves baseball. You're an MLB Network type of viewer. I don't you're, even care anymore. Don't even play. Don't even. You care. and your kids. Both these enjoy. sides can go screw, as you say. <laughs> so first of all, let me first start with this Yankees cheating situation because this yeah. came out, I believe, Friday afternoon. Yes, it did. Friday afternoon news dump, Jerry. Mm-hmm. So evidently, the Yankees are not thrilled that. Uh, they're going to release a letter between Rob Manfred and the Yankees that shows, quote, serious sign stealing. Yes. The Yankees have until noon today to submit a version of the letter that is, quote, minimally redacted to protect privacy interests of the individuals involved. This is when we see letters, Jerry, where they black out names yes. and things. Yes. This is this, this is, is interesting. It is. Cause it's I very saw some, interesting. I saw some people write, this is much do about nothing. And then I saw others that are, you know, people that hate the Yankees that are all excited that the Yankees are cheaters. So what, which is it? Where, one where are we at? One article read mm-hmm. that this is not a big deal, right? Because um, in the there the two things that they're accused of, or or I guess that Manfred wrote about uh, in 2017, we've covered that was the Apple Watch thing that they decided was not a big deal. Okay, fine, fair all enough, right. makes sense that that's not that big a deal. Okay. The other is not a big deal, according to the article, because it happened in 2015 and 16 before there were rules against it. And you know what the uh, the article said that was? What's that? They had players in the video room figuring out the signs so they could relay them to the players on the field. What does that sound like, Al? 
the Astros. Once again, I will go back to the day that I hosted with, with G and said, you guys want to get nuts over the Astros? Go ahead. This stuff happens all the time. And there you go. I mean, I don't know. I'm not surprised, but I'm really not. I said back then, and I will say now, I am not surprised by this. And I'm sure there are other teams that are or were doing similar things. It's been going on for 100 years. So whatever. I Really, whatever. And the Astros can have their fun with the Yankees now. And if, in fact, that was the letter and what it was about, it just goes to show how widespread this was. So do you think when this letter comes out prior to noon with the noon deadline that this will be a big story or not a big story? Like well, tomorrow will we be discussing it all day on the fan? So I, the I, fan. Be, I believe the Yankees have until noon today to do what you said. They yeah. will. I think the letter will come out this Friday. I don't think the letter's oh. coming out. I believe noon on Friday is what I read that they Friday. were actually. Yes, that's what I believe. I don't think it's today. So it. Again, if it shows, if the letter shows that having your players go into the replay room to decipher signs to then relay them to guys at second base to then give to the batter and and such, now it's not banging on a on a garbage pail. I get it, but at the end of the day, you're still using video replay to steal signs. Right. And if you remember, you remember we played that and it went nowhere. No one seemed to care. Do you remember the clip we played of Joe Girardi when he was on MLB Network after he was in between? And he talked about how they would have a guy in the booth deciphering the signs and then relaying them. But no one seemed to care about that. (laughs) It is amazing. Right. We pick and choose. Yeah, which things get blown up and blown out of proportion. In all things, Jerry, sports, news. So be, oh, please. So because guys were using a bat and a garbage pail, to relay signs that they stole electronically, that we are going to disgrace the team until the end of time. But because other teams, and I don't think it's just the Yankees, I think a lot of other teams did this, but because other teams stole signs electronically but had different ways to get it to the batter, that's okay. Right. It's the same thing. I'm with you, Jerry. It's the so, same thing to me. And I don't care. I don't. I you really don't. don't. I, I said it then. I'll say it now. Either. I don't care. They're <laughs> going to find new ways to cheat. <laughs> right. Whatever. Be better. Change your signs every inning. It's not that hard. They say, Jerry, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's what I've heard. Yes. <laughs> and then the other thing with baseball going on is the players have rejected the latest offer. Blah, blah, blah. Now they're saying the Major League Baseball Players Association Tell us when and where, and we'll show up. Yeah. Tony Clark released a statement Saturday night saying exactly that. Just to set the schedule, tell us when it's time to play ball, tell us when and where, and that's that's it. Uh, but then I also read that they're going to file a grievance as soon as they set the <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, this, this whole thing has been handled so poorly, it's embarrassing. And they should be embarrassed for themselves and for their sport, all sides. And then, on top of that, the fact that they strike a billion-dollar deal with Turner, yeah. you can't cry poverty. I, yeah, it's awful. I've gone back and forth. I'm for the owners. I'm for the players. I'm for the owners. I'm for the players. And every piece of new information that comes out, I change my mind because the other looks stupid. They both suck. How about that? Hey, you both suck. Yeah, I, when I saw that thing the, with uh, Turner broadcasting that they hit this uh, deal, in my head, I'd be like, I'd be so nervous in those negotiations. I'd be keep bringing up, what if baseball never returns? What are we paying for? There must be some sort of thing in the contract, Jerry, that if baseball never returns again, 
they get their money back. I guess. I am, I'm sure at some point they would get their money back, but baseball will be played again, so that's not, <laughs> that's not think think a will. possibility. Okay. I do. I was really hoping. So I saw this. Uh, was it Friday night or Saturday morning? I forget when I saw this billion-dollar deal that they Billions. struck with Turner for the playoffs. And my hope was that they were going to come out once that got leaked. Once that came out, that said, listen, we have just secured the financial future of the sport with this pending deal. And you don't even have to name the network, but clearly it's out there. At this point, we are now prepared to offer the player. Like, to me, you could save face on both ends. You could say, sure, the players won because they held out. But as owners, since we've got this, you know, big cash that's coming in now, we now feel like we can afford to pay you what otherwise we couldn't last week. Right. So you know what? In good faith, we'll give you your 100% prorated salaries. Let's play 75 games. Let's go. It's that simple. It's really not that hard. Play but ball. Appa- apparently it is. Now, this thing seems uh, like a boring television show. It's uh, tonight on We're ES- not on TV. Uh, no, not this one, Jerry. This is uh, <laughs> one that I understand is on this evening. Uh, ESPN is going to host a two-hour special called The Return of Sports. Yes. Now, will with... Kyrie Irving be in that, and will he... Rob Manfred be in it? Uh, Rob Manfred will be uh, in no, it. No, I know. It, it I know. will have six pro sports commissioners, yeah. the big four, Jerry, plus uh, s- soccer and WNBA. Yes. This sounds boring. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> all six of them? Boring people just sitting up there talking about the return of sports and washing your hands. Oh, my God! Yeah, but here's the thing. A, we don't know when baseball is coming back, if they're coming back. B, with the NBA, you've got players now saying, I'm out until social uh, reform is, is, is done. Right. Um, you've got, no offense, but, I mean, you got the soccer, which is fine. That's great, but it's not on mass appeal. No, you've got not the, w, the WNBA, okay. Hockey, I assume, is coming back, I think, and the NFL is still up in the air. I mean, it's a mess. So that's why it would intrigue me a little bit. You know, all they're really going to do is want to talk to uh, Rob Manfred, uh, the NFL fellow whose name is Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell. <laughs> and David, uh, David Stern. Adam Silver. Adam Silver, yes. And the other, the rest of them are going to be like, can I, can Gary Bettman. Ask? Yeah. Gary Bettman, WNBA, and soccer is going to be just like, could we get a question? Can someone ask? Does anyone want to ask us a question? <laughs> no, they will ask them questions. They have to. Right. They'll they make will. it roundtable style. Now, I understand this is not going to be live. This will have already been taped at some point. Oh, is that true? I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah. I wonder I, if you they're know, taping today, though. It's so interesting because you have NASCAR is racing. They've had no issues. Golf had no issues over the weekend. That's great. I you know I believe hockey will be back. I think we know now Vegas is where the Eastern Conference is going to play. It looks like Toronto will be where the West is going to play. I feel pretty good that hockey will be back. I got to be honest. I don't know if baseball is playing. I don't know if the NBA is playing at this point. And God knows if they can figure out football. Oh, we're I mean, going full force with football, Jerry. That will be here come September. You're going to have, I guess, shields on. I don't even know what they're going to do in football. Shields? Right. Well, you got to do something over the face mask. Right? We talked about that. Oakley was designing some sort of a face shield. Oh, yeah, with a COVID-19 mask on it. Right. So it's like, I don't know. To me, there's I have days where I sit there and say things are really starting to feel back to normal, and I, I do believe that we're going to have all these sports back. And then there are days like yesterday where I sit there and say, what the hell? The Really, the world's going to burn because this <laughs> COVID-19 thing is not exactly settled yet. You're worried about another outbreak. If that's the case – 
then what in the fall? How do you play football if you've got more coronavirus positive tests all over the country? The baseball players and the owners keep arguing over billions of dollars or millions of dollars, whatever it is. In basketball, you got a hundred guys now on a call Friday with the great Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard saying, "Let's not play." I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, Kyrie Irving is saying, "Let's not play" uh, as a some sort of stand uh, for social activism. It's so there's two sides to this. Let me see where you stand. All right. You read, and even Boomer made this point on Friday, I think. On one hand, guys are going to have a microphone in front of their face in some way, shape, or form after games. There's not going to be a big media scrum or anything like that, but I do think the stars will talk after games. So they will have, beyond their social media, they're going to have this added platform now to where they can talk about, yeah, the game, but they can talk about the movement, and they can talk about doing other things on really a daily basis. daily basis. So you can make the case greater exposure, and it's just it's going to be better for them to spread the message and the word. Makes sense. That was Boomer's point. But then the other side of it is, and I, I kind of get it, but I like Boomer's take better because I, I do want them to play selfishly. The other side of it is, and what Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard are saying is, sure, that's all true, but what's also true is once we start playing, now the conversation goes really primarily from this to how about that game last night? Did you see the buzzer beater? How about the dunk? And then, oh, by the way, you know the movement's still going on. So I do understand what they're saying, but I do think it's better for the game uh, if they can get back, and they still have a great platform to speak. So that's where they're at. I don't know where this goes. They were 100 guys on the call Friday. That's, that's a lot the, of players. That's the side that uh, LeBron is on. LeBron is on team play, so we have a larger platform yes. to speak. Correct. LeBron believes that they should play, and that helps them spread the message and have a bigger platform. Yeah, just think about the NFL. Uh, I forget which year. If it, I don't think it was last year. It was maybe the year prior with the with the whole kneeling situation. That yeah. was like every game after every game. So that was... Yeah. That issue or that topic came out daily. Yes, And every if they day. weren't playing, no one would have discussed it. Right, or at least not at that length would they have discussed it. So I'm, I'm on Team LeBron then, Jerry. Play so the games. I. And then use your star power to say what you have to say after every star game. Star power, yes. I agree. I totally agree. All right, 20 after 5 <laughs> uh, here on a Monday morning. We've got a lot more for you, even though Al only planned for 12 minutes. Hopefully he's got another 35 in him, and then we'll get you to Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Alan Jerry, now offering contact-free delivery. All right, something like that. 25 after 5 on the fan. You know, it's interesting. Over the years, players have done things that have gotten themselves physically in trouble off the field or off the ice, and it's one of Al's big pet peeves. And I wonder if you saw the video of Lamar Jackson yesterday, and if you were a Ravens fan, how you would feel today. I did not see this. What is he doing, Jerry? He should be home watching television. He's not doing that. Not getting injured. That he is not. Now, he's not injured. I will say that. But what he did is not the most uh, brilliant thing. He is. There's a video of him playing beach volleyball, uh, beach football, rather, mm. and like, like playing. He's a quarterback, as you can imagine, and he scrambles to his right, then back to his left, and then winds up jumping over a jet ski to avoid it. Yeah, no, that I would be furious <laughs> if I was a Ravens fan or working uh, on if I was on the Ravens team. 
Do you want him in the gym or in his home? Yes. In the gym, gym with home. Gym yes. home. <laughs> and I don't even want him using free weights because those are dangerous. I want the like the, the machine. Nautilus machine where you can't really hurt yourself. I actually saw I, – I really don't have an issue with guys, you know, actually being human beings when they're not yeah. playing. But this, to me, is not the smartest thing. Jumping For a, over a jet ski. Not only that, but the uncertainty of the sand. And who is the player – so, Eddie, you can help me with this. Who was the player on the Vikings that tore up his leg playing, was it beach football or beach football? Was it Robert Edwards, the running back? I think was it might have been. Was it Ahmad Rashad? It was not Ahmad Rashad. <laughs> but anyway, like, I don't know. To me, I know that's a great way to, to strengthen by jogging, but if you're working and he's running, like he's scrambling and avoiding the rush, like – that's just not good. That's not going to end well. So did he just show up to the beach and start schooling some punks on uh, football? That I don't know. That you can't. That it doesn't say. That, would be, that cool would be cool. If, yeah, if he just showed up to the beach and no one knew who who it was, well, and he's did, like, uh, "Can I get in? Can I get in on this uh, game?" And well, then he tr- just starts lighting everybody up. Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks is really one of the bright. He's only twenty one or twenty two years old. He's a kid. But he was the kid, he was the player from Atlanta who he could light it up for fifty points in any given night. He's just he's just a dynamic player. Um, he showed up at like a basketball court two weeks ago to just play a pickup game. Like that's cool. That's exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah. hey, you guys want to play? Look, it's Trey Young. That's kind of neat, right? Jerry Tom Brady was tutoring Deion Sanders' high school quarterback son. I think his name is that uh, now. Hmm. Based on uh, the spelling, it looks like his name is Shador Sanders. Okay. Cool. He looks just like him. Does he really? Yeah. That's very cool that you get to hang out with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady shows you football skills, Jerry. Oh, Quarterback cool skills. cool that your dad is Deion Sanders. Oh, that part as well. <laughs> yes. Prime that's time. kind of neat. So Deion's got a high school quarterback son. You know what I like yeah. about that? Is that if he turned out, maybe he is. I mean, in high school, you usually do play both sides of the ball. So he might be a cornerback. I'm not saying he's not. But if he makes his mark as a quarterback, yeah. yes, he'll always be Deion Sanders' son. But I don't know that you get compared to him because you're playing a different position. Right. And you're your own, you're your own guy. Very smart. Yeah, you can't be cornerback. You'll always be compared to your dad. Always. Your pops. Always. But now you're playing a different position. On offense, now his dad was a wide receiver. Not great, uh, but he gave it a try. And played two ways uh, for a little while with the Cowboys. But for him to play quarterback, now he can go make his own mark. Dion was also, Jerry, a dynamic punt returner. Yes, he was. I that, loved the Dion returning punts. When I was a that, big Cowboys fan and he did it on that Monday night against the Giants, that was how awesome. About, how about as a punt returner with the Falcons? I mean, that's where he was ridiculous. He was good with the Cowboys, but not like he was with Atlanta because the Cowboys didn't – he didn't return punts his entire time he was there. With Atlanta, he was a kick returner – a punt returner, I should say. He was say. the main punt returner guy? He was, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. What do you make of this uh, former Jet quarterback, although barely Nothing. played, Christian Hackenberg? He's trying to become a pro baseball pitcher, Jerry. Good for, yeah, good for him. <laughs> That's a good – another good – oh, I should have used this in the good for you yes, segment earlier. Yes, we suck at this segment. We right. don't realize right. until we the segment's done a whole over. Good for you segment. <laughs> yes, we could have. Do you think we'll see Christian no, Hackenberg? I do not on a major league man. I don't. How old is he? Twenty-five. He's twenty-five. Yeah. I mean, you've got to figure. I mean, even if someone signed him, he's going a rookie ball, right? 
So what? By the time he's 29, 30, he might get a chance? I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know what his background is in baseball. I only know him. Was he the Penn State, right? That's where he was quarterback? Yeah, Penn State. Um, I don't know. I mean, okay. Jerry, what do you think the odds are? Like, could I get odds? And what would they be? That at some point in an actual Major League Baseball game, Major League Baseball, there will be a a time when Christian Hackenberg is pitching to Tim Tebow. What are the uh, odds? What could I get I in a real a hun- game? A hundred million to one. A hundred million to one. I mean, think about what you're saying. Tim Tebow is almost out of baseball, <laughs> and Christian Hackenberg is nowhere Not- near baseball, <laughs> just trying to trying to start. I mean, those odds are got to be astronomical. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> See, we could get that better up odds on all of better websites. Better odds of Brett Favre signing an NFL contract again. Oh, at fifty or however old he is, fifty-two. Yeah. You know, some desperate team that's got no fans when fans are allowed back in buildings. Right. Let's sign Brett Favre or <laughs> Tim Tebow hitting against Christian Hackenberg <laughs> in a Major League Baseball game. I'm holding now, out hope, Jerry. You want to tell me in Single A? Eh, we could see that, I guess. No, no. Pro ball, but that is pro ball. Well, I mean Major League ball. That's different. The no show, I would say no chance. Zero chance. Okay. Zero chance. I would bet. Well, I, would... I can't say zero. It's never zero. Zero point one percent chance. What were you? Did you give me what million to one odds? Hundred million to one. Hundred million. Yeah. Bet a dollar when a hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> no one's making that bet. <laughs> I would bet a dollar on that. Of course you would. <laughs> even you would. You might even bet five dollars. Maybe. <laughs> Why not? And uh, the Trumpster. Jerry, he says he's not going to watch football this year if there's kneeling. No one cares what he – honestly, no one cares. No one cares what he thinks about football. And no. um, a couple of people came out over the weekend uh, saying that they will be kneeling. J.J. Yeah, I... Watt, Baker Mayfield, says he does not care if he loses fans. And head coach Bill O'Brien says he oh, will also kneel. Yeah. I actually think – I think – How if... about that? If they play the national anthem yeah. during the time when the players are on the field, which I think they will. I don't think they're going to all of a sudden say, you guys stay in the locker room so we can play this for the fans, uh, if there are fans. I think though, I think entire teams are going to do this. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be three or four guys. I think the entire rosters are going to do this. That's going to tick off a lot of old people. Yeah, it might. But I was at, the, at a party with some old people over the weekend, Jerry. They're not having this kneeling anymore. Okay, and what are they going to do about it? They're not going to watch? No, they'll, see, I'll they'll, believe they'll that. say they won't watch, then they'll I, sneak right, Exactly. I'll believe that when I see it, because at the end of the day, what I think will happen is the people that want to see them kneel will be thrilled that they're kneeling, and the people that don't won't turn it on until kickoff. Right. That's what I think. Because like it, love it, hate it, whatever, you know, in terms of that, People love the game, and they're always going to watch the game. Might there be some that will turn away? Yes. Will it affect ratings? I don't believe so. I just don't believe so. The people that will turn away are the ones whose teams currently suck. So that, you have well, a reason sure. not to watch anyway. But if your team is good and you're going to make the playoffs, you ain't tuning out. I completely agree. With you. Like, if you're a Bucks fan this year, think about all oh. the excitement. Are you not going to watch now because no. the Bucks may or may not kneel before no, the game? No, everyone could be kneeling. Of course kneeling. not. You're the, all in on the Bucks. The NFL Go is Bucks. a behemoth. Everyone is always going to watch. They just are. So you can say what you want. At the end of the day, like sheep, we're all going to watch football. Because <laughs> we do. That's what we do. We love, we love football, it. Jerry. Yes, of course we Try do. Try to keep us away. Uh, right. You can't. Good luck. Right. 
because uh, uh, previously uh, the players that were kneeling were mostly African-American players, and now that is no longer the case. You know, I read it's interesting. I read something this morning, and I don't remember it for the life of me. It said Jerry Jones kneeled during the anthem for one game in 2017 with his players. Really? I, Al, I cannot. Did you Google it? I haven't yet. I read the. Google I actually read the article Jerry during Jones one of the breaks. Kneeling. I don't remember that at all. Now I know. Oh, I see it, Jerry. There's a photo that comes right up. Really? Was it 2017? Yep. Let's see. Here's an NBC Sports Boston article. Let me click on that. Jerry Jones Cowboys kneel before national anthem against Cardinals. Yeah, 2017. Boy, I have no yeah. recollection of that. And I've been. You know, he's taken a beating for not having a public statement, but I'll, like I've said, I'll defend that organization because I think they have done more in their area uh, for community causes than I think most have. And I think that's been a good thing. Now they have, as a team always stood for the national anthem. And that's why when I read this, I don't remember it. Let me give you, let me give you the deets, uh, Jerry. That's short for details. It says, uh, the Cowboys and their players displayed their own version of unity on the Monday night game, kneeling on the field before rising as a group before the playing of the national anthem. So they kneeled before the anthem and stood for the anthem. Oh, you know what? Now I do remember it. So they didn't kneel during it. Yeah, I do remember. Okay. Boy, those images come right up, Jerry, of your your main man, Jerry Jones, kneeling with his players in unity. I do remember that now. Okay. And this was actually done on the field, yes. not on the sideline. Right, 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 right. How okay. about that? Well, that also clears it up. I, the way I read it, I thought it was during the national anthem he was on the field with his players. And I'm thinking that it just didn't ring a bell. But, okay, then I sort of remember that now. Interesting. Yeah, I, you know, it's this is going to be a season full of, of protests on the field by these guys. So – you know what? They will make their point for sure, and like I said, I believe full teams will do this, and coaching staffs. I, I think organizations are going to do this across the board, and perhaps across the league. You might see every team doing this. And across the world. Exactly right. 25 in front of 6, a little later than that, but pretty close. At 6 o'clock, it's Boomer and Geo as we take you to 10 o'clock here on The Fan. Alan Jerry, this is the new normal. Yeah, the new normal is whatever can happen will happen. Alan Jerry with you till 6 o'clock. Yesterday they ran the race. Oh, over the weekend they ran uh, races uh, in Miami for NASCAR. And did you see, Al, that A, I mean, it got stopped and started a bunch of times, I guess, because of weather concerns. But as if anything, what else can go wrong? They had a tornado spotted. <laughs> In nearby. Florida? <laughs> yeah, so like oh, they called it a water spout tornado. Oh, yeah, water spouts. That they could see, like, I don't want to say very close to the track, but it was there. And uh, some of the racers were actually taking pictures of it and tweeting it out. <laughs> like, come on. Like, what next? This Anything was a NASCAR else? event, you say? Yes. I mean, good Lord. In Florida? It's just unbelievable. Really, is amazing. This has been this has been some year. And we're, all, we're not even halfway through it. Right halfway would be June 30th. June 30th, Jerry. I'm yeah. shocked, and I know this has been going on for probably a billion years or however long the Earth has been going on, but 4. the sun 5, is 4.56 billion years? Approximately. It's 5.43. The sun is completely up. It's not even 6 o'clock in the morning. What is the longest day, June 21st? Uh, this year, I believe it's the 20th. Okay. Where we get 24 hours of sunlight. No, that's Alaska when you can have 21 hours. Oh. No, high enough you get 24. 
that 24? Yes, way above the Arctic Circle, yes. In Alaska, you get 24 hours of sunlight? In uh, parts of Alaska. Oh, you definitely need blackout and there's like up there. a tradition, I think in uh, maybe Juneau or Anchorage, that they have a baseball game at midnight. They say there's a lot of uh, uh, people doing drugs in Alaska because of the crazy uh, weather. You know, you get sun, then it doesn't, then you don't see the sun for six months, and people do meth. That's what happens. This is what I've read, Jerry. I can't, don't quote me on it. Would you do meth? Uh, I don't think so. Meth looks like the type of thing that really screws up your teeth. <laughs> yes. These I, meth, people so I've heard. Meth, their teeth fall right out of their skulls. <laughs> Seems like a mess. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. But yeah, 543 and the sun's up already. Right. Or at sun's least already up. up. Well, no, it it's up, Jerry. Up. It is sunny. It looks like it's noon out here. Well, I don't know about noon, but I got you. Jerry Snowboarder. Sean. I got to ask you before you go yep. to Sean White. Now, it was, I see it's only 57 degrees here right now. Yeah. You're by the ocean. What yes. was your walk like with Whimsy this morning? A little chilly, a little breezy. <laughs> a little chilly, a little breezy. Were you in the 40s? Chilly. No, no, no. My watch right now says that it's 60 degrees here. But All it was. Right. I wear a coat. I do wear a coat. Okay, I'm sure. I mean, like I said, 57 here. Even if it's 57 by you with the wind, it's got to feel yeah. chilly. Plus, so, she, all likes, right. she likes to mosey around. It's like, let's go. Well, Pee, poo, back in y- the house. You can't do that stuff on command. I mean, you should know, unless you're going to start putting Metamucil in your dog food. <laughs> right. You could urinate on command. Because oftentimes... Well, you can scare them into it. You go into the doctor's office, and they might surprise you and go, we need a urine sample. Doesn't like, always mm. work, though. Al, there I was know. one... I went to the urologist last year maybe a little longer that year and a half ago something like that and i drank i want to say i drank two bottles of water about an hour before i went and i got there i was i got there and nothing like just nothing and so i said listen i'm sorry but it's not happening so they said all right no problem here's they gave me a 32 ounce bottle of water just let us know when you're ready so I'm drinking the water. I'm like, I gotta go. Like, let, like, I mean, leave. Like, what do we do? Like, come on. You got things to do. I would say it was a solid half hour sitting in the waiting room before finally it kicked into gear. And then when it kicked into gear, it was every five minutes. But it wasn't like on command. And I, like I said, I tried to prepare for that. So not always does that work. Between not always. The, between the two of us, Jerry, we have uh, had multiple trips to the urologist over the years. I'll, yeah. throw Eddie, I'll throw Eddie in there as well. You more than me. I should go more. I've only gone a couple of times. No, but I'm less. saying, but but you, your procedure was the worst of any of ours. You yes. Had a, you yes. had a uh, you had, had a a a, a, a small, although not small enough, camera inserted. Yes. To, to look, track yes. to see what was going on in there. Correct. That was um, that was painful. <laughs> and then I went to work that night. <laughs> At the radio station, working overnights <laughs> with Joe. And I remember telling Ray Martell, yeah. listen, if you hear screams, I'm okay. I just, it, when this you, is going to be painful. When you went to the urologist, did you know this was no. going to happen? Or when no. you, during your visit, he said, we need to yes. look with the camera inside. Correct. I thought I was going <laughs> for an ultrasound only. And they did the ultrasound, and they needed more information. I said, okay. And as I've told you on the podcast, more information. Well, they they wanted a better look. Yeah. And so, as I told you in the past for our podcast listeners, yeah. I was all good until the doctor turned around and it looked like he had a rifle in his hand. <laughs> like, what is and that? that? Was and the where camera? is that going? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the camera. Yeah. 
the human then, body is amazing, Jerry. What and it can the, handle. It can handle it. And then there's nothing worse <laughs> when he then has the nurse come in to help prep, and she's beautiful. Like, can I? I gotta leave. Like this, this is not right. Yeah, that was that was one of uh, that was a not a great day in my life. <laughs> Did you get to see the camera? Like, were you were you looking at a screen while the camera was going through your? I body? didn't. It was behind me. The Good ultrasound Lord. I could see. The ultrasound screen was right to my left. I'll never forget that. The screen for the camera was behind me, so I could not see that. For the, the ultrasound, only... is that like how you know they do an ultrasound to check your baby yeah. when you're pregnant, and they put same the... thing. They, so wait a minute. So they put the gel on you and then yeah. ran that thing all over your area. Correct. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you never had that done? No. Yeah. It's uh, some scene. I hope to say. not have that done, but I know I, I will have it done. I hope you don't. Well, that's not a, that's not a big deal. It's the other one that's the big deal. I would have said no to the camera. I, I don't know what I would have done, Al, but I, when they're looking for <laughs> testicular cancer, oh. You're in, and thankfully I didn't have it. You're gonna let them do whatever they have to do. Oof. What are you, you gonna say? No, I'll take my chances. Was that <laughs> and leave? Was that the early 2000s, the late 90s? Like they've got to yes. have improved that by now. That There's got to be something. That was early 2000s. Yeah. The technology. The technology yep. only gets better and better, which is great. Yes. Oh, there's no question about it. But the only time I remember you talking about the screens, the only time I ever remember really seeing a good look at the insides was when I woke up during a colonoscopy. <laughs> and I'll never forget the nurse saying, doctor, he's up. He's awake. And then I was out and then I was out again. Yeah. And I, and I woke up looking at the screen like, is that me? <laughs> you, ah, would think, you would think now that instead of putting the camera down there for your testicle cancer, that you could swallow a camera. And then it it go through your entire body system. <laughs> That's what I would ask for. They, they might even have that. Would you be surprised? No, I wouldn't. I said, "Can I just swallow this camera instead <laughs> and just tell me what's going on down there? <laughs> Get a good look at the esophagus. Yeah. Oh, the di- the digestive tract. Yep. Not a, you know what? Sharks. We got an idea. Sharks. Have you ever billions. been to the urologist and they want to use a camera in a very strange place? I'm looking for $200,000 <laughs> for 20% of my company that's going to be worth $5 billion. Right. Who's in? It'd have to have a cute name. No, nah, it doesn't have to have a cute name. It's got to be good. Oh, just good. Just be good. I actually saw a product the other day. I feel like I saw in Shark Tank years ago about, you know, this, you know, yeah the hell is called weed killer and stuff but it's like green weed killer like how does that work then it's, it doesn't work right well i don't know if it does or it doesn't but i feel like that was a shark tank product green weed killer so yeah but i forget the name of it but yeah that's that was ba- that was the premise we need i think chemicals. it's like oils and stuff to take care yes, of the weeds. essential oils <laughs> right exactly it will mellow out your weeds and it'll just <laughs> go away i don't think it works that way <laughs> jerry snowboarder olympic snowboarder sean white has dyed his signature red hair bleach white, and fans are not happy. He's a redhead. He's a ginger, as they say. And he's, uh, his orange hair is uh, his signature look, and now he's got shockingly Hulk Hogan-type white hair. You know, sadly, when I started reading this, the world I, thought, I thought he did have blonde hair. <laughs> so you were not really thrown off by Sean White dyeing no. his hair. No, but I, you know what? I also don't know if I would know Sean White if he was sitting next to me. I've read about him. I've probably seen him from time to time. I don't know that I would recognize him, though. 
Yeah, we had Sean White in studio on, uh, I guess, Boomer and Carton a number of years ago. And I remember first meeting Sean White, Jerry, uh, in the short-lived David Lee Roth morning show. He came in studio as a guest. Is that true? He was so excited to meet David Lee Roth. And was David Lee Roth into the interview? He was, yeah. No, he was. You know, he was definitely into uh, the snowboarder. He loved that Sean White. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was a very nice thing. And Sean White brought us brought us in um, surfboard or not surfboard snowboard type clothing. Jerry, now is that it was one of those pictures in the book you made for the ten year anniversary? Sean White, I don't think he made the book because we were going. Th- it's funny because Kim found the book a couple probably a month or two ago. And so she put it out because it was a very well oh, done by coffee you. table book. I yes, put together the really to 10 year anniversary of the program. Yeah. I personally think there should have been a little bit more me, you and Eddie and Bob, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but no, really very well done. Have to and feed the egos, Jerry. One of Joseph's friends uh, picked it up and was looking at it on Friday. I guess he was over and could not believe that Shaquille O'Neal, Steph Curry, like all these guys, Hulk Hogan were in studio right. doing interviews with the guys, like fascinated by it. Really pretty cool. Very, very cool stuff. There are a bunch of that they'll come up on my Google timeline. Sure. You know, where they'll be like Google Photos. This happened 12 years ago. And I'm like, I have no recollection of that person being in. And it's a, a big name athlete. Right. I think about it, though. It's 12, 13 years now. Like it's yeah. a long time. So sad, actually. Sad. You want to play Fugazi or not Fugazi right now? Quickly, because we got to take a break. Or do you want to do it after the break? Uh, after the break. Yeah, because there I don't you go. Radio tease. Radio tease. Yeah, Fugazi, not Fugazi. And then we'll do Fugazi or not Fugazi. But right now we have a Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence says, What's the deal with baseball? It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, very short on time, so let's get to it, Al. Fugazi or not Fugazi, then Boomer and Geo, go. Sharon Stone, the actress, claims she was once struck by lightning and thrown <laughs> across the kitchen. <laughs> so she was struck by lightning in her house? In her house. How was that possible? Well, she said it came through the water. She was using a well that came through the house. She uh, had I guess an it's iron pan. Fugazi I, or not yeah. Fugazi? I, I guess that's possible. Eddie would know that more than me. I how, don't know. How has she never told this story ever before than just now on a talk she just show. thought of it? <laughs> I don't know. I always I, think somebody getting struck by lightning and living to tell you about it, Fugazi. Unless you can show me burnt clothing or something. <laughs> or a burnt scalp. Not something. Fugazi. It happens multiple times a year. People get go. struck by lightning and thrown across floors? Yeah. Well, no, and live. Fugazi? Through so a water call- well? Yeah, it could come through the electronics of your home, your pipes. Really? Sure, absolutely. So, Eddie, you're calling not Fugazi? Uh, yes. On Sharon Stone. All right. Hmm. Well, you're the scientist in this thing. <laughs> Thank you. And then a... Uh, Luckily, we don't have time to do this. When you're back oh. on <laughs> from work, listen in your car to Boomer and Geo, morning 6 to 10.